The following audio is via a Skype call. You are listening to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. In this new hit show, Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how our influence affects everything and everyone. The time is now to enlighten our empower our hearts, and take energized action to raise the consciousness of our planet. Sarah shows us how with simple, easy-to-implement steps. Get ready to achieve your greatest potential. E3 Influence Radio starts now. Wow. Hey, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat, and guess what? The host of E3 Influence Radio, Sarah Luce, is joining me here today. And I just want to say to everyone, I've been so looking forward to this show with Sarah because it is about a crash course in powerful self-discovery. And believe me, here's what I love about this. If you're going to work with somebody around soul mapping, if you're going to work with somebody about success in your pathway, or if you're going to work with somebody about how how can I show up better in the outer world, you're going to want to listen to this show and and you'll hear about the gifts, the talents, you know, what Sarah has created so that we can show up and understand the full power and potentiality of our influential selves, our so-called self, as well as what she does is help us all become visionaries, empowered, and beyond that, just absolutely cool. Sarah, great to have you. Thanks, Pat. It's great to be back. Big conversation, big topic. Yes. Yes, yes. We're going to go in today into my absolute favorite tool, which is called the Enneagram. And uh, the Enneagram is a, is a tool that was developed. Uh, it's ancient, so it goes back many, many, many hundreds of years. And um, it is used to really tell us how we are wired on a soul level. So it describes for us, there are nine personality types. And every time I start to talk about it, people kind of panic. They're like, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be put in a box. But I've never met someone yet that didn't get completely beautifully described in one of the nine personality places. Mm types. And the most important thing, Pat, I want to say before we even get into this, is why the Enneagram is so beautiful as a tool. Because it really teaches us to lose judgment. I am all about helping people evolve and grow into a more conscious person. Because if we can get one or two or three people to evolve and be more conscious in their actions and their choices, we start to evolve our planet. And the Enneagram is where we lose our judgment, not just about ourselves, but about others. You start to actually see, not only will you understand yourself significantly better and know the steps so that you can grow and evolve into the highest version of yourself, you'll actually start to understand how different you could be from your partner, your children, the people that you work with on your team, the people that you work with in an organization, and you'll recognize their traits showing up and you have empathy for them. Because most of us, when we start understanding this deeply, we can't imagine living in somebody else's skin that's a different type. It's like I can't even fathom being that person. So you'll have deep, deep empathy. So it is a beautiful tool 
to lose judgment, which is one of our most devastating traits that we take on as humans, right? Well, here's what I love about this, and I'm so glad you're taking this on. You know, many of us that have been on the other end of uh, these assessments, let's call it, are, have been done so inappropriately without understanding that this is a soul map and that, you know, each of us is not to be judged, but we are to see the beauty of each of the types that we are. Because if we see it, then what we're also able to see is what it is we can do to show up and shine every day and then also understand our other fellow mates here uh, uh, or, or fellow mates here. The point is this. Yes. We absolutely. get to understand each other, right? Right. And I'm so glad you said that. The other really important point that you're reminding me of is there are no good or bad types. Every single time I do this, somebody goes, "Is it well, if I'm that, am I bad? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. no. Again, this is so, it's not about judgment. Each of us has very high qualities and we have very low qualities. So it depends on where you are, what we call the healthy or unhealthy range. So this tool, instead of just taking into account, this is your personality and this is all you are. This is all you'll ever be. The beauty of the Enneagram is it actually teaches us where we are based on are we stressed? If we're stressed, we act like the lowest um, traits of another number. And if we're evolving and really what I say, doing your work, you know, doing the stuff like we teach and we practice here on Transformation Talk Radio, then you actually show up as the higher traits of another number. So it is a spectrum and it helps you start understanding what might be going on? So you can start asking questions of yourself. What might be going on in my life or someone else's life for them to be acting that way or showing up that way, reacting that way? And it absolutely is this beautiful map to your evolutionary path. That's mm -hmm. what's so gorgeous about it. You know, Sarah, I think along the way, I think what you're, um, well, I, I, I don't think I know. What we're talking about today is for each of us to get to honor who we are. Exactly. This, yeah. Powerful self-discovery. Yes. And you've got a really cool way to do this. So let's let's take a look at this. So everybody, let's just say pencil, paper, listen to the archives, make sure you're taking notes here because you're going to take us on a journey, right? Absolutely. Buckle up. This is fun. Um, and, and Pat said, get some, if you can get paper and pencil, Take some notes because I'm going to be talking about the traits of the nine personality types. I'm not going to go into it. It's very complicated. Let me just say that up front. It is a very complicated tool. So you're not going to get 100% of the knowledge today. As a matter of fact, it's a, it's a tool that it took me several years to go with. Okay. So um, I think that the best thing to do is take notes, see what resonates for you. Like, oh, that sounds a little bit like me. You're going to feel yourself. You're going to see yourself in a couple of the numbers. Mm -hmm. And any of those that, you, that that resonates with, circle those numbers. Because we are going to go through some high-level stuff. And then I'm actually offering later a deep dive workshop where I'm going to go in granularly and see all the bits um, that'll be offered to you. I'll tell you about more about that at the, um, at the end of the segment. Well, I mean, one of the things I think, you know, we might want to do here is we've got so much to cover. 
Um, I think it'd be a good idea to just keep rolling here and we'll wait to take our first break until the half mark because I am so eager, so <laughs> eager to hear how you use this tool to help people because we don't think about that. Right. Uh, I, let's do. Let's skip the break. Let's get going. It's fun. I use this tool to help people, most importantly, to really deeply understand themselves. And I'm going to tell you, I personally, like, I don't teach anything that I haven't personally practiced and used in my own life. Mm. Um, when I started working with the Enneagram, um, it was very interesting. I wasn't allowed to read the whole chapter. There's a couple of books, re re um, resources that I really love. They're available on my website. I didn't get into my... Um, I only was allowed to do, do my own number and understand my own number for a valid reason. Um, and then I started when it was like a year had passed. And then I read the chapters on each of my daughters and my husband. And I'm going to tell you, Pat, I have never cried so hard in my life. Now that sounds mm -hmm. really crazy, but it's because the Enneagram helps you deeply, deeply understand their, our motivations, how we see differently, um, what people are really struggling with. So we're going to know what is your point of set, like the sabotage point that you probably don't even recognize. So this whole entire process is start recognizing what your patterns are, how you're showing up. And again, it gives you the path to evolve into higher consciousness. So what do you say, Pat? Should I just get into the numbers? Let's do it. All right, perfect. So as I said, there are nine personality types, and there's a lot of detail under each of these, but today I thought one of the most important things I could share with you is um, the deadly sin. Now I'm going to go through lots of pieces, but the deadly sin is what it is in your number, if this number is you, at one of the nine, what it is that is always going to trip you up, and that's your area for work. Okay, so the number one, they're called the reformer. And the reformer is someone who has really high morals and principles. Um, they're extremely dependable and they're really self-reliant. They tend to be very logical and prudent. Um, they also have very high ideals. They're very idealistic. So their basic desire is to be right. Okay, so the, the problem with that is that on the negative side is these people can be very quick to judge. They always believe that their way is right. Now, I see them as a person who, the way, I, the way I refer to them is, there's only black and white. There's no gray. There is no gray in anything. So there's black and white. There's the right way to do something and the wrong way to do something. And so their, their deadly sin is actually, this sounds a little odd, but their deadly sin is anger because they actually believe that anger is a character flaw. So they're going to try really, really hard to repress it. So when I'm working with the number one, the reformer, I actually have to point out to them that anger is what is like taking them off course because they're constantly so angry that the world doesn't understand that there's only a right way and a wrong way to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, so some famous, so, oh, by the way, their anger tends to show up as passive aggressive. They're not going to blurt it out at you. T they're going to be very passive aggressive in the way they respond. I see a lot of people on the internet right now being, the uh, ones love to talk on the internet and really come after you about your point of view, you know, whether it's um, gun control or drugs or 
immigrants or whatever, they tend, a lot of ones will be very vocal on the internet because they have a very strong view of what's right. Okay, so some famous ones are Hillary Clinton, Catherine Hepburn, and George Harrison. So as I go through these, it's really fun. I want you to really think about that person's energy and how, like, really think of their essence. Do you know what I mean? So you'll start to start identifying, like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I could see mm-hmm. how this, you know, match that that trait. Okay, number two is the helper. Um, the helper is a very warm person. They're super concerned about everybody else's needs. And I'm going to pause there. I'm going to repeat it. Very concerned about everybody else's needs. They're very loving and supportive, kind and generous. I'm going to tell you, they're the most likely to be bringing a casserole if somebody had a death in the family or a baby was born. They're the most likely to be volunteering to help you at a volunteer organization that is that, you know, like you're getting nothing in return. Their basic desire, therefore, is to be appreciated. They do all this like um, very heartfelt work and they just want to be appreciated. But the negative side of that is frequently they do this and they do this and they do this type of work and it becomes, they they start resenting it. So they become very martyr-like and that like kind of starts um, kind of flowing into someone that's very uh, manipulative Mm -hmm. and um, over-accommodating, okay? So their deadly sin is actually, they, they call it vainglory, but it's really pride, and it's pride in their own virtue. Like it's almost like I can save the world and I will save the world. Um, and th- their deadly sin then about pride is really giving everything away to everybody else. And oh, the most important thing they could ever do is learn to actually not love everybody else, but to love themselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, famous twos are Mother Teresa, Eleanor Roosevelt, Desmond Tutu. So they're really, those are really high um, high vibration, high functioning twos. In other words, they did some amazing things to show up and serve the world in a very healthy way. But you could also see how some of their, they give everything away for others, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the three, and at any point you want to ask me a question, Pat, you just stop me because I'm just going to... No, go you. ahead. I, no, I want folks to get all this. Yeah. Okay, the, the number three is called the achiever. And these are the folks that are extremely goal-oriented and optimistic. They're extremely competent. Um, they're inspiring. Um, they tend to be very energetic and very industrious. Um, they're called the achiever for a really good reason. Their basic desire is to be successful. Everything to them is about what they have achieved, the success levels they've climbed to. So their negative side is that they're overly competitive. Um, they're, they tend to be kind of emotionally detached. Um, they, you could see them as very pretentious and ego-driven because, and very narcissistic. So they're really all about what I've accomplished. And they're the ones who are going to tell you, like you're going to recognize the three, by the way, all of these people you'll recognize by the way they talk. If you really listen, um, it's like, did I tell you about, they're going to tell you the school they went to, like if they got a, you know, they got their degrees, um, where they went is going to be really important to them. And if it wasn't, you know, maybe they were from a, a family of poor means, but they will have accomplished a lot, even despite where they, you know, like they could have gone to like a, a um, Ivy League, but they will have accomplished a lot and they will want to tell you about it. 
They'll want to tell you about like how successful they were in their sports. So it's their, their language is all about, look what I've accomplished. Okay. Um, their deadly sin is deceit because they really deceive themselves into believing that they're everything that they accomplished or their ego self. They're the least likely to do this self-development work because they are so afraid of taking off, I call it their mask. It's really difficult to get an, a um, three, an achiever, to recognize any weakness. They don't want to have a weakness. And when they do have a weakness, they disappear because they're not going to face it, right? Mm. So some famous, um, um, it, it could also be called vanity. They, they seem like very vain people. And some famous threes, Barbara Streisand, Tom Cruise, and Elvis Presley. So see if any, anybody resonates with you that, that feels like those people. Well, I think part of this, though, is looking at it. And, you know, like we like to talk about a lot, there are a couple different sides to yep. every person. And, uh, you know, for example, uh, it's hard to know what people think of Barbara Streisand, but a person like Tom Cruise, if you read the tabloids, you get one side of it. Um, And I think what you're doing is you're kind of laying out, okay, let's take a look at this particular uh, feature. And this particular feature might show up over here. And these are some of the people that if I say their names, oh, my God, you'll be able to get an example of of what that looks like. Right. Um, Because part of that is also being able to identify, right, with folks you may think you're like or not like even. Absolutely. And I'm going to remind you, Mm -hmm. as I said, that it's not to put you in a box. It's Mm -hmm. that if you start, if you can identify the most um, with one of these nine. And by the way, I'm going to take a pause and just say, I posted mm-hmm. you the quiz. So there's a very short little, t- it, it'll take you less than three minutes to do it. I posted a quiz on my radio page. So after this segment, you could go and, um, print that out and just do the quiz. And you're going to always have traits of all the numbers or at least mm-hmm. many of the numbers. And you're going to pick where you have the most traits like them from the quiz and it's really about, like I said, you could be at a place in your life where you're the most healthy you've ever been from a mental, emotional standpoint, and you've done a lot of spiritual work. So you're going to show up like the higher traits of one of the mm-hmm. numbers. And if you're really stressed and you've just got a lot going on in your life, you show up as the lower traits of another number. So understanding that is super important because you're, we're constantly at different places based on conditions and circumstances. So it's really, this is all about this right now today, this, this radio segment is about getting an understanding that you're going to fall into one of these places. And then what's the work within that place? So it's to give you the map. As I always say, it's the map so that you can evolve and show up as the brightest, most beautiful version of whatever that number is. Positives and negatives, it's all in there for every one of us. Um, I, I've got a question for you. Uh, one more time, people may not have heard this, but you said you put a quiz on your website. Uh, can you please uh, tell us where that is again? Because I want to make sure sure folks get it. Absolutely. So it's on my website, which is sarahloose.com. And that's Sarah without an H and loose without an E, S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. And Pat, I believe we also posted it on my radio page for Transformation Talk Radio. Awesome. Um, 
the thing that I love about this is we're always sort of self-scanning, you know, self-scanning, meaning how am I doing today? What do I look at? We're always looking at ourselves in some way, form or fashion. We don't do it always consciously, but we do it. What if we had a way to do it that is safe, that doesn't judge us, that doesn't put us in a box, but simply gives us information to help us achieve what we want to achieve in life? And I think that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. I think the most beautiful thing is to start recognizing the qualities that are your personality, the qualities that are your essence, the positive ones and the negative ones. And usually, I call them our blind spots. Mm -hmm. Usually what we most need to work on are the things that we don't even recognize are there. They're the Mm -hmm. ones. So this is a beautiful tool to point out our blind spots. And at first it might sting a little. It's like, oh gosh, I I don't want to know I do that. I don't want to know I do that. Mm. And you learn to love it because you start recognizing where it came from. The Enneagram, one of the key things to know about the Enneagram is that it is a tool that was developed to understand how we respond based on our conditions as a child. So what we went through as a child, whatever those circumstances were, how we were going to respond to the world based on those circumstances and our natural hidden talents. Well, one thing I want to ask you about, because a lot of people have heard about the Myers-Briggs, right? Uh, And then also almost everybody listening to this show has heard about horoscopes and, you know, like horoscopes, numerology. You know, how does this vary from those tools? Okay. So Myers-Briggs, a lot of people that I work with, um, because I do some, you know, corporate coaching and stuff, they Mm -hmm. almost have always done Myers-Briggs. And I'm going to give you a really quick answer to that so we can go through the other personality types. But Myers-Briggs, it's really simple. uh, Myers-Briggs uses, um, I'm going to say, like nature. Everything is evaluated based on nature. You were born this way. It's who you are. It doesn't change. It's stagnant. And uh, the Enneagram is based on nurture. So if you, this is who you are, these are your personality types and traits. And as you love yourself and recognize your blind spots, you evolve and your nature evolves. So it's about nurturing yourself and how, like how the best qualities you can actually become. So I feel Mm -hmm. it's more progressive. It shows movement versus static. Yeah. In terms of like the horoscope and stuff, I find it really fascinating. I've actually discovered that there is, um, I don't I don't profess to understand the horoscope in great detail. I know enough about it to um, use it to help me and support me. Um, but I actually find there's some overlaps. And that's actually what happens with a lot of um, people I'm working with. They'll, you'll find that the types tend to cluster into certain even horoscope types. So there's got to be some similarities in terms of our essence and what we're, what our basic, um, you know, like a lot of things are in the, in the horoscopes, it's about what's your evolutionary path and what are you here to accomplish? Well, that shows up in the Enneagram too. So those things can cluster actually into the same personality types, but you're going to get a lot more detail in the Enneagram about Mm -hmm work is and who you actually are based on your healthy or unhealthy conditions. 
Yeah, I think you're bringing up like about three super important points, which we're going to talk about when we come back. Um, and the main thing is that it's been sort of the number one, I think, objection to the Myers-Briggs. And that is that they could not explain why somebody could take a test, you know, in 2010 and then take it in 16 and the test not be the same. And, you know, there was no accommodation for how the environment changed or how the individual might change. And I think what you're talking about supports our soul's journey because our soul isn't static. Exactly. Absolutely not. We hopefully are always evolving. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. That's that. Exactly. So no one is static. And it's really fun to recognize where you are in your journey. You know, are you in the beginning? Are you somewhere in the middle? Are you getting like to the end of your evolutionary path? And the Enneagram absolutely accounts for all of that, for sure. Yeah. And and so I bet people ask you how easy is it for you to figure out what somebody's number is or what somebody's type is. You know, I would imagine that, you know, doing this for uh, the time you're doing, there are some things that you can sense or you can see or you know about the various types in so much detail that you could say, ah, you know, I think they might be a dot, dot, dot. Yeah, absolutely. So it's fun for me because not only do I do intuitive work, which I literally think is just an evolution of the the prefrontal cortex of our brains. Um, everybody can actually learn to be intuitive. So it's about being hyper aware of how people are showing up and really like being very conscious of their essence and the way they respond. And so I, I, I can type people pretty quickly and it's typically with asking them a couple of questions. So the wonderful thing about the Enneagram is I can get their essence and then I can clarify cause they could be showing up as, you know, a couple of different numbers. But if I ask them like, okay, so where, you know, as a child, if I, where would I find you? Were you climbing a tree? Were you doing artwork? Were you out, you know, uh, beating up the schoolyard kids? Were you, you know, whatever. So we find out like getting a couple of, I'm going to call them, you know, like measuring points. Mm -hmm. Do you have a temper? Do you not have a temper? You know, meaning like, do you, are you explosive? Are you more the kind that's going to like draw it all in? You could be really upset, but you hold it in. There are a couple of key questions that I ask and then we can know pretty quickly which number someone is, but I really love it most if you self-identify. It really helps because no one wants to be told what they are. They'd like mm-hmm. to know themselves and then we can help them adjust based on some questions and, and just some, um, just a, a little bit of evaluation, right? Yeah, I love it. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, and um, even actually before we go, uh, we've opened up the phone lines. Uh, got le- Are you wondering what type you are? Are you wondering, like, what number? Uh, All of the above. That's why we decided to open up the phone lines. You want to get a sense of what you are and why it's important to know this and how it will help you guide yourself along the way to achieving what you want, to manifesting what you want, and to being who you want to be. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. What type... What type may be very competitive at a sport, but yet still very, very positive, upbeat, 
and optimistic. Is that even possible in sports, Benny? Let's take a short break. Well, I guess it is possible if I'm not worried. If you're not worried about negotiating a contract, okay, Earl Thomas, that's it. One eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. We'll be right back. Take your own journey with the angels with Claire Candy Huff's Heaven Sent Guided Angel Meditation CD. Letting go of concerns and living in the now. This beautiful CD walks listeners through practical exercises to help free them from the burdens, worries, and concerns of daily life. Walking a quarter of the way across the bridge, you see a bright emerald green light and sense a loving presence. This is Archangel Raphael's green healing energies, nourishing and revitalizing you. Take a moment now to bathe in this green healing light. Giving you much more than just relaxation and stress release, this wonderfully narrated CD provides vivid visualization, soothing and inspiring music, and an angel's choir that will bring you peace, clarity, and a newfound awareness. Visit angelhealinghouse.com today. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Defining success and putting minds to work. With the Higher Learners Career and Leadership Series, Rudy Racine will help you craft your personal definition of success, offering support and guidance as you move forward towards your goals. Take the leap. With the right mix of focus and motivation, anything can be achieved. Tune in every first and third Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 Eastern. And for more information on Rudy Racine and Higher Learners, visit Rudy's site at higherlearners.com. That's H-I-R-E learners.com. The knowledge book currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in the knowledge book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to the Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Yeah, everybody, welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, yeah. Boy, I bet we could sit down and do a whole show on Ocean's 8 and what type we think uh, each one of those characters slash actors are. But we're not going to do that today because (laughs) you're going to have to uh, connect with Sarah directly on that. And we're going to give you lots of information how to do that. A crash course in powerful self-discovery. Uh, you're listening to E3 Influence Radio, Sarah Luce, right here. I'm Dr. Pat. Um, one of the things we're talking about here today is understand this amazing soul mapping. And I know we've got a few more numbers to talk about, but before we jump ahead, uh, 
how can folks learn more? How can they learn more in general, but also how can they learn about themselves? And for those of you out there, if you want to know what type you are, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. Sarah's opening the show up just for you. 1-800-930-2819. But tell us about, uh, do you have a workshop coming up or... Yeah, that's super important because the Enneagram is so complicated and I want everybody to get a chance to get real answers, like really understand what type you are. So if you don't get to talk to us today online, that you have a chance to really learn deeply about yourself. So on July 2nd, I'm doing a workshop. It will be a virtual one, meaning that we do it um, on our laptops or by phone. And if you can't make July 2nd, it'll be recorded. And I promise you, it'll be so chock full of robust information. You won't want to miss it. So um, you can go to my website and register for that. Um, It's going to be limited to 20 people because I want the chance to actually speak with you and do Q&A so that everybody can really understand their their type. Um, And you can register by going to my website, which is saraloose.com. It's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Awesome. Now, Sarah, we talked about several numbers before the break. Just give us a real rundown real quick of what their what their names are. And then let's just keep going. Yeah, sounds great, Pat. So the number one was the reformer. The number two was the helper. Number three is the achiever. And so we're now up to number four. And the number four is called the romantic and sometimes called a creative individualist. So this person tends to be extremely creative and compassionate. Um, they're most likely uh, very intuitive. Um um, supportive. They feel they feel very gentle and empathic. Um, they're very deep people, um, and they want to be unique. They're the most unique. So their basic desire, therefore, is really to be original. They don't want to be like everybody else. So you could see them dressing very differently and having their own little flair. So the negative side to the four is that they can be the most likely to be depressed, um, self-absorbed, very emotional very, very emotional and um, stubborn, self-absorbed. Their deadly sin is envy. Um, Fours really feel strongly that something in them is missing. And they could it could be really a quality of like they're missing out on real love. Um, they're missing out on um, deep friendships. They, they're very, I'm going to say emotionally connected is, is a big thing for them. And drama tends to be, follows them everywhere because they, they're very dramatic about missing out. Their deadly sin, um, as I said, is envy because they really, really feel like maybe they're missing out on stuff and the rest of the world's going on and having a better life without them. Um, so some famous force you might recognize the energy of would be Judy Garland or Prince, Bob Dylan, James Dean, um, Alanis Morissette. Um, they're very, very deeply emotional. They feel deeper than I think most of the rest of us do. That's the romantic. Number five is the investigator. Um, it's really interesting to me. The investigators tend to be men, but now it's awesome. More and more women are being born as fives. Super fun to see this. So the five is a very perceptive, analytical, wise, um, objective person. Um, they, their basic desire is to be competent. Um, 
they, so therefore they're really all about mastery of skills. Um, the negative thing is that they can be intellectually arrogant mm. or stingy. So remember there, it's not like this is who they are in any of these, when I'm doing the negative, there's positives and negatives. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. It's just when they're not being healthy, this is some of the traits that could show up. So they could be very secretive and stubborn. Um, they can be very detached. It's also fun to um, over map with this. I do in my workshops, like your um, your love languages. In other words, how you show love and how you want to receive love. Um, so when I say detached, like the the, um, the investigators, this person is least likely to like physical contact, like hugs and stuff. Their um, deadly sin, it's avarice, which is really greed. So it doesn't show up as so much as that they're greedy. It's just that if you really understand their essence, they're so about like they have a fear of losing their their skills or resources. So they tend to be kind of selfish and greedy with what they have. They're not they don't really want to share it because they're afraid it'll be depleted. Um, famous fives: Bill Gates, Jane Goodall, Amelia Earhart, Charles Darwin. So you can see these are always very intellectual people, all mm. intellectuals, quite interesting. Yeah. You know what else I'm really struck by with that group? Those are high risk takers. Yeah. They're high. I would say they're high risk takers in some ways. They're high okay. risk takers intellectually for sure. They believe that their minds are just so... Um, they love to put pieces of, of information together to come out with an outcome that's stronger, um, m- more forward thinking than has been done before because they're so intellectual. They can do that pretty easily. Um, so that's where they're risk takers in that they're not, they don't tend to want to just go along with the status quo because they're seeing all these pieces that come together. And it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Duh. Right. Mm-hmm. So risk takers in that regard, yes. Awesome. Wow, this is so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the six. The six yeah. is loyalist. And what the loyalist looks like is someone that's very responsible and trustworthy. They really value loyalty, and they're going to be the most loyal people you know. They're the ones who value, like, old friendships. So they are most likely to still be in touch with their childhood friends or high school buddies or whatever. Um, They're really likable. They can be the life of the party. They just have this air about them that they that more people that are around them, they just tend to be the life of the party, and they feed on that. They love having other people around. They're practical and pretty careful. They're honest. And they do have, they tend to have a great sense of humor that goes with their life of the party and having lots of people around. They're really social, um, likable people. Um, Their basic desire is to be secure. So they also, it it almost seems counterintuitive. And yet when you get to know them, it's not. Um, Their basic desire to be secure will manifest typically in things like they're the most likely to really have set up like their living will or a trust or bank accounts or because having security is deeply, deeply important to them. Um, You know, on the counter side of that, the flip side of that, I know women who are sixes who will stay in a marriage 
and and they know that it's unhealthy and they know that they're not progressing, but they wouldn't dare leave because their basic fear is not being provided for. And they're terrified of not, of having to deal with that um, on their own. It's their biggest fear, right? So that security would hold them there. Um, their deadly sin is fear and um, might be called anxiety. So as I was just mentioning the story about you know, a, a woman that would be in a marriage and not wanting to leave. There's a loyalty piece too, right? So um, it would show up. What I like to say is that sixes kind of walk around with this constant question going and running in their mind, which is what if, what if that happens? And what if that happens? And what if that happens? And you could see where the anxiety starts to develop, right? Yeah. So um, it's interesting. I want you to know, I didn't come up with these famous people. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> It's in the resources because this is not my tool. It's a tool I love and adore um, and work with. I didn't come up with it. But it's interesting because they say that famous sixes are, sixes are Ellen DeGeneres and Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. So their energy is so likable and funny and witty. Um, and, and at their core, they're really, and they love to be, you know, attached to people that, you know, uh, they're very loyal friends. And at their core, they're all about like, making sure there's security, making sure that things are done right so that, you know, that you're, um, that you have a safe, solid future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then there's this seven, which is the enthusiast. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm an enthusiast. It was fun <laughs> this out. Mm-hmm. They're loving, spontaneous, imaginative. They tend to be, um, I always say like you can feel them coming into a room. It feels like their tails wagging. They can't help but be enthusiastic in the way they talk about things that they're excited about. Um, so they tend to be very free spirits. Their basic desire is to be happy. So the unfortunate thing with that is that they, it can deteriorate, deteriorate into fanatic escapism. So they're high adventure, you know, they love, um, travel and um, thrill seeking and, you know, walking on fire and jumping and jumping from poles and doing crazy things just to have like a sense of newness and adventure and fun, right? The negative side is that it can, that it can look like narcissistic or impulsive or unfocused or undisciplined. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to jump and just say the, the seven can be very, um, self-destructive in that they um, they want more, 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 more. And so that can get very just self-destructive so that they're most likely to overdrink or overspend or, you know, and over shop, over, over eat, over something, because it's all about more, more, more. So their deadly sin, therefore, is gluttony, which is all about more, right? They're always wanting more. Um, so obviously the work is to recognize, like, do you really need more or do you have everything already within you? and already in your life now? What if you work with what you have here now? And famous sevens, so pointing out, they tend to be very fun, loving, funny people. Carol Burnett, Robin Williams, John F. Kennedy. Um, It's this sense of adventure and aliveness that the seven brings to the the show. Okay. Wow. Wow. Right? Um, How how do you... uh, you know, for people that are listening, let's talk about the benefits to understanding this in the time we have left. Because I think that, you know, it's one thing to know your type or to have a sense of it. 
But there's a very specific meaning behind this that I think is important to tell folks. And again, Sarah, let's give out your website. And, you know, for folks that want to dive deeper, uh, they can, of course, uh, spend time and take the workshop with you. But there's a, there's a reason for learning and understanding this. Um, and let's talk about that. But first, again, how do they sign up for the workshop? Okay, so you're going to go to my website. It's sarahloos.com, S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. And if you, on the homepage, if you just scroll down slightly, it is above the banner on the homepage, and it's called the Enneagram Deep Dive Workshop. It's on July 2nd. It's, I think, priced extremely reasonable um, because the Enneagram is a very complex tool, and I'm going to break it down for you and make sure that you personally understand your type. It is so important. Why? Because when you really understand yourself better, you will do better. You will act better. You will have better choice, choice making, if that's the right one, the right way to phrase that. You understand your blind spots that even the people closest to you don't tell you are there. But then when you start talking about it, super fun. They'll be like, well, duh, of course. Yeah, that's you. That's you. And then, so we do this so that we love ourselves deeply and that we choose to love ourselves so much so that we Mm. consciously think of where we could go if we choose in minute by minute to make better choices. And we know how we're wired. We know our blind spots. We know our patterns and we know where we're going. In other words, what's the path to our evolution? So for myself, for example, I am a seven. I'm the enthusiast. I'll tell you right out of the gate. I learned the Enneagram and started recognizing that I was a shopaholic. <laughs> I, love, I love, honey, I have a library. So <laughs> Bari, you name it, I have it. Because I need more and more and more information. If I get more information, I thought I'd be better. But then what it what happens is it waters down the real strengths that I have because I'm constantly looking, maybe somebody else has information that's better than my information or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was aware of that and I just stopped. And then I started really, instead of being broad, like there's everybody's talking about in management now, this T-shaped management, it means breadth and depth. So sevens tend to be breadth people. They have tons and tons and tons and tons of information uh, skimmed deep on lots of subjects, but depth isn't really where they go. And it's taught me that I'm going to go deep. So I've got skill sets that can work with anybody, best on whatever you're doing. But I had to learn that, that I don't need more, right? Mm, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's that kind of thing that not just helps us, like you said earlier in the show, understand who we are, but understand how we could be in any given situation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that you all teach in this workshop, like when you're stressed, what that looks like, you show up as the weaker traits of another number. It's a very specific pattern for each of the numbers. And then for your evolution. So a lot of people don't see me with that high, high energy anymore because it's been contained and subdued in a more positive way because sevens can actually wear people out like mm. tail wagging and constant like high energy people go like okay and it can be viewed frankly as um, a lot of people view it if they're not a seven it's fake 
It's like I'm tired and you wear people out with it. So I doing my work have evolved to the higher traits of another number, which looks more like very quiet and introspective and wise. It's very fascinating. So mm. you get to know where you're going and where you are based on how you're showing up in the moment. So it's very progressive. Do, should I keep going, Pat? Yeah, yeah. We've got a, a, a few minutes left here, and I want to make sure that you know people can absorb what you're saying. But I think the question that I have is, do you have a specific example of how somebody discovered this about themselves and it helped them um, create a different response and reaction uh, oh. to a future situation? Oh, absolutely. Uh, from... I, so parents, I, I have coached a lot of teenagers, for example, and um, I had uh, one child who was just not doing well in school, genuinely struggling and um, being picked on by kids. And I did a session with them and um, talked about, discovered that this child uh, is a four and they are very, very creative um, and really needed to to have more support around their creativity and their individualist side. And um, so we, I, I helped the parents understand that trying to get them to be like everybody else wasn't going to work. And in giving them those tools, the child started thriving. They ended up deciding to be homeschooled and doing some social things because they love to be with friends. Um, but the kid turned around, ended up being just amazingly successful. But they they need to be treated differently. I literally treat my daughters. I parent my two daughters differently because they're two different kids. Um, couples, it's fascinating. You can have, for example, one of my clients, she was a six. That means she's security wired. He was a seven, meaning that he wants more, more, more. And she did the bookkeeping in the family. And he was constantly buying things and wanting to make everything fun around the house, but spending a lot of money. And I had to point out to them the differences in how they're wired and what is super important to them and therefore why it is. It doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make them right. It's how they're wired so they could deeply understand each other and come to some compromises in terms as a couple so that their marriage would thrive instead of this constant infighting because we're different. We're just different, mm -hmm. understand each other and can embrace that. Um, things change and shift. And like I said, a, a great example is like um, leaders. Like when I'm, I love when corporate coaching, I tend to work with like a C-suite executive and helping them understand their personality and how it's affecting their group. So a seven as a leader can come across as way hyper and um, positive and people just kind of want to puke. They, they're so positive attitude that people are like, come on, bring it down to real earth. You know, um, they, they can kind of feel really fluffy sometimes and people get really tired of it. So how that showed up in their group and, and, and just, you know, morale building for a team, they've got to really understand each other so they can work cohesively and also finding the best traits in each other. So Nobody should be trying to do all of everything. It's like so that you can actually um, delegate and using people's best traits. That's super helpful in, in group building. So and in eight, for example, eights, I'm, I'm getting there, but eights tend to be the leaders. They're really strong leaders, but they have some really negative qualities that can push people away. And so they have to learn. I've had eight, a lot of eight leaders and they have to understand that they can be very abrasive. And, and people just shut down versus responding to that. So it's understanding how you're 
reacting to situations and therefore how people are interpreting it so that you can make the best of any situation. If you're in a leadership role, if you're parenting, if you're just even a friend or you're in a, a, a partnership of any kind, super important to understand your own and the people that you're surrounded by, their types, so that you can be better um, in your relationships all around. Wow. This is great. A lot of information, but what's really cool about it is the insight that one gets from this, Sarah, is super important for all of us to understand not only our reaction, not, not only you know how we work in things, but more importantly, to really look at the sense of our lives and and how we are to, you know, step forward, how we are to be in the world. Um, so, uh, again, thank you for today. One more time. How can we find out more about you? How can we find out about your corporate work? And then the other thing is, how can we sign up for this this web webinar workshop? Awesome. Yeah. And I've got two to go. So I'm going to do them super fast, Pat, because it's really important that those guys don't get left out. Um, go to my website, saraloose.com. Um, just under the homepage um, banner is the workshop on July 2nd. I hope you'll sign up, sign up for that and get a deep dive. Um, this is really about how your influence is affecting other people around you and yourself. Super, super important. I'm going to mm -hmm. have time to do the last two really quick. You got about 30 seconds, I think, to close to it. The eight is the challenger. They push people away. Their deadly sin is lust. They're very lusty, passionate people, but they push people away because they are the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. They want everybody to get along. They can't stand when there's conflict. So their basic desire is to be at peace. Um, so each of those also have their negative traits and their, and their positive traits. And it's all about learning to use the best of who you are and evolve into the most beautiful, brilliant version of yourself. How'd mm. I do? You did a great job. Thank you. Website, one more time. Well, uh, thank you for today. Absolutely. SarahLoos.com, S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Thank you for listening to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how to achieve our greatest potential to positively affect everything and everyone. If you missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Sarah Luce and her E3 Influence program, visit saraluce.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.